Welcome to the Awesome Life Podcast. I'm Karen Stultz, your host, and my guests and I inspire and empower women to find their awesomeness, live their joy. Hey, all. Welcome back to another episode of the Awesome Life Podcast. I'm Karen Stultz, your host, and I am here today with an amazing lady. As you know, the Awesome Life Podcast is designed for women in transition, and that incorporates so many people that need to have that inspiration, that need to have that that focus and that hope and resources, a lot of resources to find that. And my guests and I try and give you that inspiration, that hope, and the resources. And my guest today, Michelle Maras, Maras? Maras. Maras. <laughs> like I always say, if I don't mispronounce your name, um, I I always apologize for mispronouncing a name, but you know what? It's part of life. And don't sweat the small stuff. Because as Michelle will share today, no matter how hard, no matter how agonizing and traumatic it is, if you have the right mindset, it is small stuff that can be overcome with the right way of thought and actions and moving and support. So before we go much further, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. Uh, She is an award-winning, internationally recognized, inspirational speaker. She's published a number one best-selling author, not just one, but many number one best-selling books. She's an intuitive leader. She's a wife, a mother who has been stirring audiences and individuals to action through her compelling message of self-leadership, resilience, and living a life of intention. That's what it all about. It is, right? It, it, it's intention. It's how we want to live our life. Michelle's infectious presentations and coaching inspire her clients to rise above the negative and all of that negative self-talk to reclaim their inner grit. So welcome, Michelle. This is so awesome to have you here today with uh, as my guest. It is amazing what you have done, what you've accomplished. But tell us, how did all of this start? You weren't always an international best-selling author and speaker and uh, television star and podcast host. (laughs) How did all of this occur? It all started with an accident. Literally an accident. Um, In 2014, I was running political campaigns and I was in a car accident and it shifted my life completely. I was unable to walk or talk for two years and it gave me a lot of time to think about what I hadn't allowed myself to live, how I didn't allow myself to enjoy life. And it shifted my life. So in those two years, I was stuck in my head thinking and wondering what was I going to do? And if I lived, 
what was I going, how I was going to change how I lived. And I became very intentional. Well, in my head, because I was stuck in my head. I couldn't walk or talk for yeah, two. How, how did you communicate? You, you said you're married, you have children. They were really good at miming, I guess. It's the only way I can explain it. I don't remember it. All I know is that they bathed me, they fed me, they gave me my list of pills, and I was stuck in my head. The doctors had said I had a mild concussion and to give me time. Well, they never specified time, so my husband didn't worry about it because he said she just needs time. And then in the morning I could talk a little bit, but by 12 o'clock I would just fall over and I, I couldn't do anything. So he said that he could read me by my eyes. So he would say, do you want some water? And he said, I, my eyes would get big and I would like wave them. Yes. Or whatever. He read me. They read me. Wow. That's what a good relationship is, right? That's an amazing relationship. More than good. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you had all of these things going on in your head, but you couldn't communicate that information except through these wonderful people who loved you so much. They learned what worked and what didn't work for you. I'm sure it was a trial and error situation for two years, Michelle. Two years. And what changed? What happened well, after two years? Well, my benefit was that I have a 16 second memory. I had less than that. Actually, I have a traumatic brain injury. I didn't just have a mild concussion. And we found that out later. Oh, um, I have, I'm missing my frontal lobe over my left ear, the back of my head, and my two hemispheres had disconnected. So I was far worse than a mild concussion. And what changed in that two years and three months is I got suicidal. And the biggest joke that God played on me is I was suicidal. I had made plans on how to kill myself, but I could not walk or talk or move. I couldn't do anything to do it, anything about it. So I got really angry that I was stuck fully cognizant and stuck. And I told God in the universe at the point, I did not believe in God. I was really, I really didn't. I remember screaming at God, if you hate me so much, shouldn't they just kill me already? And I heard, you're not dead yet. Get up. <laughs> Shook the whole house. I said it in my Ted talk. Uh, in my Ted talk, I said it was the voice of my mother-in-law, but it was a very big male voice. And I found myself six feet away from a couch I know I can't walk from. And I saw flashes of everything that had ever bad that had ever happened to me. Someone was holding me. Someone big was holding me and protecting me. And I remember thinking and saying out loud, thank you for everything that has ever happened to me. You weren't breaking me down. You were breaking me into who I'm supposed to be. And that's where everything shifted. I stopped playing small. I started saying, when I could talk, get me to the doctor. I need help. And my husband's like, what do you need? I do, I need help. And so he started searching and finding people that would see me and therapists and getting me to the Wounded Warrior Center at Fort Carson here in Colorado. But we started actively finding places that would take me to help me find this back. And so we worked on it and I would go through therapy and therapy and pass out for weeks because it was just too much for my brain to handle. And little by little, I got better. And one of my biggest assets, the neurologist said, was that I was one of the rare people who wasn't focused on what I couldn't remember. 
You see, the parts of my brain that I lost, I lost a lot of my history, a lot of years of people and experiences. I, I, I have a couple of degrees. It's all gone. I can't even add anymore. I, I add on my fingers. Thank mm-hmm. goodness we all carry around cell phones because I can use my cell phone for everything. I, you know? I knew when I was a kid that I had to marry somebody who knew how to spell and could do math. Because, <laughs> and I was so excited when the first calculator came out. And now we have self. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> That's why we're friends. <laughs> I let go of everything that I couldn't remember. I stopped dwelling on what wasn't and what I wasn't anymore, what I couldn't do. And I focused on what can I do? What can I do? That's okay. Amazing. You can't work out. You can't bend over. You, you, you've gained 200 and something. I mean, I, I was 389 pounds when I woke up. Oh, so my. a lot of things happened and I could have been very, very depressed about that. But what I focused on was what can I do? Okay. I can't walk because the sun makes me dizzy. Okay. I can swim. No, I can't swim because bouncing in the water makes my brain just jostle and it makes me black, black out. So I can slowly walk in the in the shallow end of the pool. So I walked in the pool. That's what I did. It's all I could do. You found a solution. Found a way. And what I decided was, it's basically, I became water over, around, or through. Find my own way, mm. not someone else's way. And eventually, I slowly got better and then got sick again. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That is... That is amazing. And then um, you mentioned a TED Talk. Yes. How, that, tell us about that. That's why I always giggle. I, I'm an executive speaking coach. And so <laughs> a lot of people come to me and say, oh, I want to be on TED. My goal is to be on TED. And I'm like, okay, we can do that. And they do, well, I'm not ready. I have to do this. I have to do that. I do. Let's get your story down. Let's get that messaging and let's put some emotion behind it and why it's so important, blah, blah, blah. Well, I smile when people say, I want to do a TED and I'm not ready because I did a TED talk right after I came out of that state of not being able to walk or talk. I mean, one of the first things I did when I started walking and talking, I got a message saying, we want you on a TEDx, please come in an audition. And I went and auditioned with a 16 second memory. I didn't. Not only a 16 second memory, but couldn't walk or talk so it was it was hit or miss if I could talk or not so we asked for my husband asked for me to uh, interview or to to do my my talk in front of the the council or the group Um, I had to audition in the morning because if we waited till around 12 o'clock one o'clock my brain stopped working and I couldn't talk or walk so he got me there in the morning and he got me to the front I did my talk, we recorded me, and then I stopped talking and walking again. So it it was really funny because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And I, I laugh about the, I don't have all this perfect and I don't have it memorized. I had a 16 second memory and did it. How did I do it? I did whatever I did in front of them. My husband recorded it. And then when they said, we like that talk, I listened it, listened to it on repeat on a recorder. Our phones are all recorders. So I listened to it on repeat until it moved from short-term memory to long-term memory. Oh. That's how you, I did it. You created a new neural pathway mm-hmm. so that you could remember it. And yes. it is, it's all about what can I do? 
Yeah. Uh, what can I control? I mean, uh, Byron Katie is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. One day I will meet that woman. But <laughs> he has a quote that says, there's three types of control in this world. There's my control. The other person's controlling God, God's control. And she says business, I say control. But what that helped me with was I can't control how my brain remembers, but I can control how I get it to remember. I have no short-term memory, but I could remember that I was five years old walking in the park and I saw an ant. So we figured if we can move it to long-term memory, it'll stick. So we moved it to long-term memory. Now, did you have to get doctors and counselors and therapists helping you with all of this? I mean, well, helping me through my process of getting my brain to stick to start working with my two hemispheres not working together. We had to do a lot of therapy to get my brain, my left side and my right side to work. That's why I kept falling because one side of your brain keeps your legs moving. The other one tells your legs how to move. And so I, I, I had no balance, anything. So I went through the wounded warrior center and they trained my brain so that when I closed my eyes, I wouldn't fall. That was my thing. Whenever my eyes closed, I would lose balance. I was staying upright because my eyes were keeping me up. Oh. So every time I blinked, I fell. So I had to keep my eyes open. And, I, and then your eyes dry out and then you can't see. So you have to blink again. <laughs> yeah. And so I would always, I would hold on or someone would hold on to me because I, every time I blinked, I, I would do this. Mm. That's why you'll see that happen now. So I still have my brain injury. I'm just a heck of a lot better. And I recognize signs. So like when I get really tired, you'll see me do this. Mm. And it's because it's like my brain trying to figure out where it is. And I'll hold on to something, get kind of quiet and do, okay, let me refocus. Cause my eyes start, they go wiggly woggly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I did a Ted talk with a 16 second memory, got off that stage and didn't even know what I said. Cause I had short circuited. I was, I asked to be one of the first speakers, but they wanted a strong closer and they made me the last speaker of the day. So I didn't go on to like four o'clock in the afternoon, something oh like that. Goodness. So yeah. how did you, how did you get through that? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I, I just know that my husband was with me. They put me in the green room. I wasn't allowed to watch all the other talks because a lot of information would make me short circuit. So mm -hmm. I watched the first person and then they put me in the green room by myself and I just kind of was on my own. And then they said, Michelle, you're up, go get wired. And I did it. Do you think that that spiritual guidance was what helped you that day moving yeah. forward? I think that spiritual guidance is what guides me all the time. Matter of fact, I think that spiritual guidance is guiding all of us at all times. And what my big bonus is, is I got hit by a car. <laughs> so when you look at it, it is how you look at it. And the fact is that you, you were told to do a TED talk, I believe. Is that what I understood in our previous conversations? Oh yeah. I forgot that part. Um, when I, found myself six feet from my couch. I know I couldn't walk from, I promised God, thank you for everything that's ever happened to me. I will never question what's put in front of me again. I will walk through every door. And I was told speak, be the light. I didn't know what that means. I had no idea. I thought speak, be the light. Okay. I'm going to speak, tell his story. 
who? I didn't know. And so when I did that TED talk, I was just following orders. Speak. Be the light. Okay, I'll speak. I don't know what be the light means, but I'll speak. So I did the TED talk because I figured that's a big light, right? I mean, my husband researched it. He says, TED talks are pretty big. Do it. So I did. And I really honestly believe that although I had something in my head, I was used to say a message to some to someone in that audience. I was being channeled through because I honestly don't remember it. And it was a powerful message and um, very easily absorbed message. And I think even to this day, when I speak, when I coach, when I go onto stages, whatever I do, that it's not me, that I'm supposed to be there for someone else and I'm being channeled through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you are being the inspiration and the channel at the same time. Yeah. And I, and I love that. Well, I think all of us are. It's just, I think part of my brain damage is that loosened up some of my, my hard headedness part of saying, no, I'm going to say this. And it loosened it up so that I'm more receptive to what's being told to be spoken. I love that. Plus you have that 16 second memory. So you know, if somebody tells you one thing, you might not remember it two seconds later, but. <laughs> well, and it's okay because <laughs> if I wasn't supposed to remember it, then it's gone. But if I remember it, then I'm supposed to remember it. Exactly. And I, that's what I told you was really cool about you was I was introduced to you. I can't remember who introduced me. Yeah, I just yeah. know that I said something. I don't know what I said. You sent me your speaker sheet. And still to this day, I kept it here. It's ah. right. And so. The way I work is the things I remember, I remember. The things I don't remember, I don't. I don't fret about it. I don't apologize about it. I am the best version of me every day that I can be. And I'm unapologetic of what happens because I never know what's going to. <laughs> and I just accept it. It's just who I am. Just I accept it. And it makes your life a lot easier, I expect, when you're it able does. to just... Be who you are and who you are is a wonderful, inspiring woman who has been through a lot and is coming out the other side. I'm sure there are times where you must wipe that smile, that beautiful smile off your face and say, I'm tired of this. Do you ever find yourself doing something like that now? I don't get to the not smiling part. It's usually I'm tired. We need to unplug. And then I unplug. I don't answer my phone. I don't go on social media. I tell my VA I'm out. And she says, okay, I got it. And I just disappear for a few days. People don't even realize I'm gone. And then I come back. That's great. So you have created systems to help you. You have your VA. You my have husband. your husband. And I have my three part. I have three partners that really hold me up. So I've got one for my publishing his name is Dr. Smiley, Ken Rashan. <laughs> one for my um, my podcasting, he's basically my right hand. He's always with me. I call him the Colonel, like I'm Elvis and he's the Colonel. Uh, his name is Brian Swanson. He's always with me. And then, of course, I've got my 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 mentor. He's not a mentor. He's more like a, a mutual coach. And I go to him a lot when I'm like, okay, I just forgot what I was doing. What was I talking about? And he'll look, oh, well, you were talking about this and you were going to do this. Oh, okay. Okay. I got this. So I've got people who are in my world that keep me in, in time. 
And then they're the ones who recognize, hey, Michelle, you're acting kind of funny. You're tired. And I do, I am? They do, yeah, you're sputtering. Oh, and then you go away. You you go turn off. We've got this. And they take care of things for me. I've and, got people in place for me. And you have learned as well that when people you know and trust and are supporting you say, Michelle, you're tired. You say, oh, okay. They are seeing something perhaps that I am not. And I need to do something about that now. So I will respect what they're saying and go. Yeah, I don't I don't question it. And so I am not an argumentative person. So when they tell me, Michelle, you're off, I do. Okay. You got this? Yes. And I walk away. I'll do it in the middle of a conference. I'll do it every it's really bizarre how on I am when I'm speaking and when I come off stage, what needs to be done so that I don't pass out. We have wonderful systems. I have travel partners that go with me everywhere so that I'm never alone because I still have a brain injury and I still have breast cancer. I mean, I, I still have something floating through me. I'm still a cancer patient. We haven't talked about that, but um, I am one of those people who are sick that don't look sick. Exactly. Looking at you here and do come over to conversations on YouTube so you can see this beautiful, amazing lady. Uh, but Indeed, you, no one would know by looking at you that something was off. So, yes. I, I mean, you could actually pull into those handicapped uh, spaces in your car and and everyone would say, oh, hey, they're stealing that space. Uh, no, not really. Right? Not <laughs> I am an unknown sick. Yeah, yeah I'm un unseen sick. Yeah. But my thing is, is we all have something and we're all dying. So why would I dwell on the bad things that are happening when I can focus on all the good that I can bring while I'm here? And that's kind of how I, I, I operate. I operate unapologetically. I move full force. I do everything I wanted to do, all of my bucket list, because I was told I was going to, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, they told me I had three months to live. They're like, oh, this cancer kills really fast. So I moved fast and then I didn't die. So I had finished a bucket list. I had to make a new one. So you know, it's, I just keep moving because no one really knows. And what I realized through all my, my ups and downs and my nine surgeries and all these other things I've gone through is every day should be your best day. Because when God forbid you hear you're dying or you see your life flash before your eyes, I've had that happen to me. And the last thing I want in my life ever again, or anyone else's life is to have that voice in their head say, oh my God, but I didn't, I'm not ready. Be ready, live your best life so that everyone knows if you drop dead right now, everyone around you knows how much you love them and how much you cared. And that in my case, I, I really wanted to leave a mark for my family for people to remember who I am. So if I have great, great, great grandchildren, and I'm not around, they know who their great grandma is, you know, something like that, just something. Even if it's just my, I make a really good, you know, banana bread, I don't care what it is, but I wanted to leave a mark. And so I did. And then I realized other people didn't know how to live life. So I figured I learned a pretty hard lesson. I'll share it with the world. And one of the gifts I was given Yes, my memories, a lot of my memory is gone, 
is my gift is of speaking. I can make a message. I can impact people. So I use that gift because it's the one thing I definitely know I still have. Such a beautiful and amazing and powerful gift. What a legacy you are leaving. What a legacy. <laughs> and as an author, how many books have you written? Well, <laughs> it sounds crazy. And it's not like I wrote the whole book. So I have, I have three of my own books, just my name. Then I've got a collaboration book, but then that I led, but I'm in a total of either quoted, wrote the forward, uh, wrote a chapter. One of those, uh, there's another one, wrote a chapter or wrote the, uh, the, the quote on the back of the book. 58. 58. <laughs> that is leaving a legacy. And your show, your your podcast and your TV show are, where do you find those? They're on anywhere you are looking to watch a podcast or listen for a podcast. So I have three, okay, two podcasts. One is called Denim and Pearls, Business Casual with Pearls of Wisdom from the Porch. That is on every platform you can think of. It's called Denim and Pearls. And then the other one, I also have another partner. It's called Amplifluence, Amplifying the Influence of Authors, Coaches, and Speakers. And then my TV show is a live stream TV show, and it is on two platforms right now. Right now, it's on the new channel out of the Philippines. And I just filmed all my in-studio live in-person shows for Zondra TV. And that show is called Mental Shift. And it's a show where I interview people about the shifts they had in their lives to make them go from one place, have that shift. And now they come to the world giving back at another level because of that shift they had. That is fantastic. This is what we need, isn't it, guys? This is what uh, people who want an awesome life, who are searching for that awesome life, to have that transition to something. It is having leaders and mentors and influencers like Michelle help us along the way. <laughs> Get our message out there and be the light. Be the light. Speak. Be the light. I love, you know, I, I've heard contradictions of, I like just do it, the Nike thing, just do it. But a lot of people have just done it, including myself, and have fallen flat in their face. Mm -hmm. And they say, mm, no, I need a lot more, like you're saying. I want to do a TED Talk, but I need to do this, that, or the other thing. Or I, I, I want to start a new business, but first I have to figure out my website, my branding colors, my, my nope. logo. my. And I'm saying, just flickety-blank, do it. Just start moving. And the first thing that happens, do that. Then the second thing, do that. But if you, I mean, the old me, I mean, I had a business. You know how long it took me to figure out the logo? I mean, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. The colors, you know, I have a, I have a TV show that reaches over 50 million people. Do you think I have colors? <laughs> It's irrelevant, you know, and people are like, don't you need to wear your brand colors? No. When you're reaching 50 million people and you've got a show every week, 
I'm not going to wear the same color every day. I'm not going to wear the same dress every day. Your brand is you. My brand is this, Mm -hmm. this happy smile. It's me. And so I put happy colors around me and that's about it because yes, branding, people want to recognize something, but the only thing I do, it's my face, my cartoon of my face. It's the only thing I do branding wise because the colors keep changing and yeah, don't get stuck on the minutia. Go do what you need to do. You see, time does not stand still. And the old me who kept waiting for the brand colors and what kind of model am I going to use? Oh, what what name am I going to use? I would have never, I never really moved. I ended up joining another organization and working for them because I didn't think I was ready with my business. I come out with a brain injury instantly. Get, I mean, within two years, three months, get diagnosed with breast cancer. And I'm moving faster than I ever did when I was healthy. And I, all I had was my name. I didn't even have a business name. And then one day my daughter drew a cartoon of me. And I'm like, I like that. I'll make that my logo. I mean, it was that fast. Don't think about it. All that other minutia can be fixed later. All you need to make sure you do is get a website. Well, I put my name on it. Why? Because it's my DBA. I do business as my name. You know why? Because I couldn't think of a name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are. You are. What? What a better name can it be? I mean, you are who you are, inspiring people with who you are, with your story. And therefore, there is no other name that could go with that. Absolutely none. Well, they've been trying to change my my TV shows, trying to change me to Dr. Maras. And um, I'm like, I don't know. They do. How about Dr. M? I don't I don't know. I'm Michelle. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> they really like the doctor, the doctor Maras. They say Maras is very regal. So, but most people can't even say that name. So we'll see. And my thought is life is an evolving thing. So let it evolve. We'll see what happens. Don't get stuck at the minutia. Just yeah. keep moving. Just stick with it. Stick with it for, I, I say three months. Or as I say, over, around, and through. Right. I mean, in my TED talk, I gave the advice my mother-in-law gave me when I was 14. Number one, have a plan, but be flexible on how you get to it. Okay. To your goal. Number two, eat dessert first. If you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying something, stop it. Go do what you enjoy and get to your goal while you're enjoying it. And then the third is the differences between a rut and a grave are the dimensions. It's a quote by Ellen Glasgow. If you're doing the same thing every day, you're building the dimensions of your grave. If you want something different, you must do something different. It doesn't have to be a gigantic different, but one tiny difference every day. And that's how I became this woman. One tiny difference every day. I slowly chiseled me out. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And what a woman she is, guys. I will uh, put all of her information in the show notes below. Reach out to Michelle Maras. MichelleMaras.com, is that right? Yeah, you can do MichelleMaras.com. Or if you want to connect with 
uh, well, actually those all have buttons on it too. Okay. I have a brain injury. So my website's <laughs> easy to navigate. So if you go there, you can click on Facebook. It'll bring you there. LinkedIn, it'll go there. If you want to go even shorter, if you go to Michelle M360, it brings you up to a page. You can go to my contact and text me. You can go to LinkedIn, you, any way you want. Fantastic. It made it very easy to find me. And on my website, you can actually link to all my podcasts and my shows and my books Website's probably a good way to find me. But I answered messages on Facebook and all social media. I love it. I love it. That is absolutely amazing that she is so approachable. She is so wonderful. She is so capable. And one last question for you, Michelle, is if, if somebody said, you know, I would love to be able to do what you do, but I just can't. Why can't you? Okay. That's my question, why? Yeah. Yeah, why? I have a brain injury. I was given a death sentence of cancer. In this mentrum of when I started speaking, you know, the very first thing I thought of was I can't, I can't be on stage because I'm 300 pounds and people are going to laugh at me. I'm over 300 pounds. They're going to laugh at me. And then I did my Ted talk at 300 and something and people laughed at me, not in the audience, but people online were really mean to me. And I had my pity party for a bit or a minute or two. And then I realized they didn't hear my message. They aren't my people. They didn't hear that. I said, I'm declaring on the stage that I'm making a difference in my life. And I'm going to live as long as I possibly can making that difference. Don't let little things like that stop you. Whatever it is that says, I can't, I want you to keep asking yourself why until you get to the nitty gritty. And it usually the nitty gritty comes down to, because what if I succeed? What, what will I do? Oh, wow. Because that's what happened with me. What if I really am good? What if I... What if I am what I really want to be and it gets really big, then what am I going to do? Well, I'm approaching that right now. And guess what? It's okay. I've stepped into it. So you can, if you choose to, find your way. It won't be my way. It won't be so-and-so's way. It'll be your way. So stop trying to walk in the footsteps of someone else. Go make your way. And whatever gut feeling it is that tells you do that, go do it. If it doesn't work, don't do it again. Do something else. Repeat what works. Don't repeat what doesn't work. It's my motto. It's kind of how I live. And it's so simple. It's so simple. That's how you can live that awesome life. Oh. Stop overthinking and just keep moving. Just keep moving forward. And they say, all right, it's one step forward, two steps back. Hey, as long as you keep moving forward, it becomes six steps forward and no steps back. Well, and the thing is, is step forward, step one back, step three forward, step two back. It's a dance. And oh, I like day, that. It's you're all dance, and then you spin and you twirl even faster. I'm in a twirl right now. You have to remember, I went 20 steps back when I lost my memory and everything. I was already trying to be a speaker and then I lost my memory. I lost two years of my life, more than two years of my life. I stepped back. Then I started speaking, 
step several forward, got breast cancer, step 20 back. You know, you have to remember I was going back and forth for years. Remember when you get cancer and they start cutting you open and then your immune system's gone. I didn't speak. But when I came back, I had made a plan of what was I going to do when I started speaking again. So don't be afraid of the step back. Just know, make full intention that you're going to be moving forward when you get up. We are all toddlers. Toddlers don't give up. Embrace that toddler mindset. Find your way. Go be the best version of you. And stop worrying if anybody's looking at you and laughing. Because they're laughing because they can't do it either. So go. Go do your way. I love it. I love it. And I so totally agree. I think it's wonderful what you have done, what you have shared, and the inspiration for all of our listeners. It it is so powerful and so true. Just go out there and do it. Be who you are and don't worry about who you might be offending. If it is truly you and you're not following somebody else's plan, it is a case of knowing what that is. But uh, you can't learn it until you figure it out. So you got to keep moving until you learn what it is. There you go. So guys, don't forget, come on over to the YouTube conversations with this amazing Michelle, doc, Dr. Michelle Morass and myself. And thanks for joining us for another episode of the Awesome Life Podcast. And until next time, be awesome.